It is July 8th, 2019, the go-home raw before Extreme Rules, and as Matt Morgan put it off the air, it was good while it lasted. What was that, Matt? One good week of Raw? One great week. (laughs) And then tonight. Oh, my God. Talk about a difference in beginnings of shows. (laughs) Yeah, this felt like the same old, same old, didn't it? We were back to where Raw was. Okay, okay. this was a cross between Dirty Dancing and... (laughs) A bad episode of Three's Company. We had Tripper getting in the way of Chrissy Snow and then something bad happening. And oh my God, with the misdirection at the end. And we'll get into it, I'm sure, in the mixed tag. But if you didn't see that comment, because why the hell else misdirection, meaning Seth moves out of the way and his girlfriend, Becky, eats it? You know what I mean? From the charging, uh, what's his name? His opponent. Andrade. Andrade. Oh, yeah. But 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 like really quick, it's this was a very big difference in episodes. I thought I liked the Lashley uh, yeah. segment for the most part. Um, there's some stuff I liked, like AJ Styles being a heel now, and so he looks more comfortable in his own skin. Uh, um, he has people built up with him, which makes him look like a bigger star. It didn't help uh, our boy Ricochet any, but still, yeah. I mean, there's, there's parts I could pull apart that we liked, right? But it was a far cry from last week's episode, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Well, in fairness, Paul Heyman inherited all these storylines in the match <laughs> card for Extreme Rules. Definitely. Uh, so next week, I think, really begins the Heyman era of Monday Night Raw. Yeah. And you guys, it, like I said, it's the big difference here of us looking for anything to be good because it's Paul. It's Paul Heyman that's doing it. We're all fans of him, right? And I'd like to think some of us are fans of Eric, too, to a degree. And so we're hoping for them. So we give them the benefit of the doubt. Whereas even tonight's episode, I kept waiting for something, you know what I mean? To go like, oh, you can see finger, Paul's fingerprints all over this, you know, tonight. I did not feel that. No, there was nothing tonight that I felt like, like last week. There was a lot that felt kind of edgy, yeah. uh, just different, just fresh. I felt like nothing tonight did. It, it, Raj, even the tag team, uh, the NXT, uh, the champions. Um, Street Profits. Yeah. What was that? They're in danger of becoming just annoying before they even make their in-ring like, debut. There's nothing cool about hyping up an upcoming pay-per-view and other wrestlers. There's nothing cool about that. I don't want to hear that. I want to hear them talk smack about themselves and how great they are. That's all I want to hear. It yeah, was it, the it, first time, I thought. It was, yes. 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 Yeah. It was a way to introduce them last week, but to do mm-hmm. just be doing the same shtick. And it, it, like I say, it just came across as kind of annoying. And I, I love the Street Profits and yeah. NXT. Uh, I mean, this is just kind of, I don't know if this is one of those cases where they just don't know what to do with them. So they just repeat what they did last week. But I'll be honest. It feels like Paul, like, like they, the, the normal writers got their hands all over tonight's show and didn't <laughs> give it to anyone else. That's what it right. felt like. Yeah. You know they what the, cool people and they actually managed to make them uncool. Yeah. You know what the Street Profits thing reminds me of? Uh, that Kim, Kim Peel sketch with the valets. Yes. It's very yes. similar to that. It's very yeah. similar to that kind of nonsensical. It's funny. They're talking funny voices, but uh, uh, tonight was tough. I almost wonder, Matt, what do you think, knowing the kind of guy Vince McMahon is, that Vince saw the universal praise for Paul Heyman last week and <laughs> flexed this week to try and reassert some control? If he flexed, that freaking – he had a cartoon flex where he flexed and, like, the fat in the arm went boom, boom, down, downwards, complete opposite. Do you know what I mean? Because it was terrible. It was that bad versus last week, to be clear. Yeah. Yeah. 
Very strange. Uh, so we opened up with wrestling. How novel was that? The elimination match, Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins versus Andrade and Zelina Vega. No. Um, yeah, go ahead and see what happened. Sorry. Well, no, I mean, they started the match. Uh, Lacey and Baron were there. Lacey was in the audience first, kind of interfered. Um, basically, we got an elimination and that interference right in time to go to commercial break with Vega and uh, Becky eliminating Vega with the disarmor. Um, and so they stretched it out to two segments. And then Matt, you described it. It was like a weird physical comedy that happened in the mm -hmm. second one with Baron getting involved in Seth and then getting out of the way. And then, yeah, it just, this, this was like some Keystone cop shit. It was just, it, it, uh, it, it definitely was. It definitely was. And to start off the show with action is always great. I'm always a fan of that versus talking. Sometimes, unless they're talking and setting something bigger up, of course. But this is just something we're not into. I know I'm not. I'm no Rogers and either. Yeah, not where you are, Glenn, on this. But like, we cannot stand this. We like to intergender mixed tag teams. Why do they call them intergender, by the way? Why do they not call them mixed? Or do yeah. they call them mixed? Um, but like, I just don't. I don't know. I think because it hurts Seth's character so much that we don't like it. I'm guessing is why. So to start off the show that way, I was like, no. Yeah. And and also, it made no sense, right? Like, you, you know, once once uh, Zelina Vega was eliminated, so what did that mean? If Andrade beat Seth, out there, right? Why was Becky still out there? That's why you could tell something was going to happen, right? That, right. Or you knew Seth was going to win because if, if Andrade then beat Seth by let's say <laughs> by count out, what does that mean? Is it a draw? Are you going to have Becky against uh, Andrade? No. Yeah, that didn't so make sense. It made no sense. So it, it was a stupid step. Just have the freaking match go. You know end before the commercial, go to a commercial, and then come back with something else. Yeah. Or come back with a beatdown where Baron Corbin and, and yep. Lacey are attacking them after them. the match. Something else. They could jump them in any situation, anywhere backstage, doesn't, you know what I mean? Any That, that could have happened anywhere. Yeah. They, I mean, or they're just cutting a post-match promo when they come back from the break. But needing the, these matches to go, uh, you know, to end and then start again after the commercial is just is just coming across as goofy already. And they've it been is. doing it a few weeks, but now yes, it's just too much of it with the two out of three falls and the eliminations and you know ricochet. The US title and, match, ricochet yes, agent. Yep. exactly. I don't get it, man. And then this promo that they cut after with Baron and Lacey backstage talking about their problem. They're too emotional. They have too many feelings. Um, you know, it's. You didn't okay. like their. You didn't like. This is another reason. You know, Paul Heyman. I didn't think has fingerprints on this one. Did you hear his Baron Corbin's? Uh, uh, not analogy, but his reference. His nineteen seventy eight reference to that song. What was it? Um, love. What is it good for? Oh Jesus! Like no, was that one of us? that's the song they quoted. <laughs> and so, okay. Here's my thought on all this because. Becky and Seth, and I'm like the biggest Becky Lynch stan. My household mm -hmm. supports Becky through and through. I like Seth Rollins, but I love Becky Lynch. I kind of am hoping that Lacey and Baron win the titles at Extreme Rules, mm -hmm. and that causes Becky and Seth and Kayfabe to break up so mm -hmm. they can get their goddamn coolness back and get their mojo back and mm -hmm. not be this lame couple. There Seth, is no good ending to this. Seth Rollins has a new shirt called uh, where it says, The Man's Man. Uh, so I don't think they're going to be ending their relationship anytime soon. The man's man. Someone's probably buying that shirt. Please. No, they're not. Um, <laughs> hang on here. Like now let's just say roles are reversed. That would never fly. No, that would never fly. I'm his chick. I'm, I'm uh Seth's chick or I'm, 
the champ's girl. Like that would never fly. That would be considered insanely sexist. Yeah. yeah. Twenty years I mean? ago, I think they did have a shirt like that. But, Sadly, uh, you know, yeah. WWE. Yeah. But now where we're at and what we know, do you know what I mean? I, I yeah. just, I don't know, man. I think it's cool to back your girl up and be proud as hell of her. That's sure. Who doesn't do that. You don't Dude. need a, I don't need a WWE TV show to tell me that. I do that with my wife every damn day with her job, right? Nobody's proud yeah. of her than me. But by the same token, it's like they go overboard. And in the process, you said it best, actually, Glenn. Um, it takes away both of their coolness. Yeah. Both of them. Yeah, because you also have um, Renee Michelle and Drake Maverick, and they're, you know, that couple is way more best. entertaining. Are the best. <laughs> right? best they're way more entertaining and than Twitter. Seth and, and Becky. And man, just where Becky was six months ago, where she is now, uh, where Seth was last summer uh, before the feud was solved, when he was really getting hot after that gauntlet match. Yeah. And, and just this the Dude. stuff he's doing now. Just was on Twitter, and rightfully so. And I backed him on this because he's one of my favorites to watch wrestle. He is. Um, that he's the best in the world. Nobody can do what I do seven. What is it? Five six days a week on the travel schedule. And he's right to a degree. Like that's not easy. Not yeah. everybody is cut out to do what he does at the level he usually does it at. Seriously. Usually, when you come to WWE and you work that kind of style, you've got to slow it down, especially when you're the champion, where there are no days off no more. And even before he was champion, there's no days off for that kid to begin with. So to wrestle at his level is insanity, and I'll back him up on that. He yeah. should make things like that. So why the hell would you put him in this storyline when he's going out for he's going all out, loud and proud? I'm the best in the world. Who's gonna prove me wrong? Like I like that guy. I like yeah. shit talking Seth Rollins, who believes in his ability. I like that dude. He's a badass, and that's the dude I'll pay money to watch. Yeah, if they're like Bonnie and Clyde, that that's one thing. But they're right. like, uh, you know, they're like a, a Nickelodeon uh, kid show couple. And uh, what did we see over the weekend, Raj? What was that that I saw? I sent you. I saw on Instagram at a house show. I think it was like when Becky like after <laughs> oh, the match oh across the ring, he picked her up and did the. Die at the time of a freaking dirty dancing scene. Yeah. <laughs> what the freak? No, he's Seth freaking Rollins. She's Becky F. and Lynch, the man. Right. They're the most detailed characters, the most over characters, the two biggest badasses, both for guy, girl. In, I don't give a freak what their sex is. They both were both the biggest badasses in that company. Yeah. What the hell would they be doing these things with him for? Yeah. I don't get it. They're killing him. <laughs> Flip side, them. not even slowly, not even slowly. No, yeah. it's a, it's a, coming at a rapid rate. Dude, when you sent, sent me that T-shirt, I swear to God, I thought you made that up. <laughs> yeah, I, I had to send to... a shirt just to like get my blood pressure up. <laughs> I, just, I had to, to actually be like, it's real. They're really selling this now. Not a William Regal reference either. No, it's um, not a William Regal shirt. <laughs> uh, no, look, I mean, flip side though, I think. Baron and Lacey together. Right. Baron's outfit now kind of makes sense, Matt. He doesn't look so weird now with her. I, I do. Well, in the ring, he still needs to change that. But backstage, they look like a million bucks. They do. They both do. They do. Yeah, I could. Her punch. Holy crap. Can we talk about her punch real quick? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah on Did the you ramp. See even in slow mo. Let me just say, if the record is a wrestler to throw a punch and them that do catch my punches in slow-mo, they'd be missing by a mile or it'd be an open-hand punch and it'd look like I'm slapping them. I'd expose the business for the next 10 years if you slow down one of Matt Morgan's punches. And same with a lot of wrestlers. Hers 
looks just as brutal. <laughs> she hit the crap out of her. You see her lip move? Becky's lip went. Mm. <laughs> it was freaking money. That girl is such a badass. If they lose at Extreme Rules, I could then see them actually winning it back at SummerSlam and actually getting their momentum back. Oh, no. You can't keep it going by that point. If they lose again, that's three pay-per-views in a row. No, no, no. If Becky and Seth lost, oh, then it gotcha. make sense to do individual rematches and break them up. I don't oh, think they're going that way. Yeah, even still doing that match again. Just I know. Where, where's Charlotte in all this? She's not a part of it. No, that's but funny. I'm saying where's Charlotte been on TV? She's an amazing heel. She's been great. Yeah. She's been gone. Well, she had been Andrade's mother had passed away, so she had more been, of that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so she, good rest for her too, though, right? She's always on. It's true, yeah. and she's, she's been wrestling. But uh, building Lacey too in the process of getting all this great TV time. Let me guys ask you something: When you saw them pan to Lacey in the crowd, immediately did she not look like a star? Oh, she looks great. Right? Absolutely. It's just, just you, even if you never watched a show before and you were clicking through channels, you stopped it like, damn, that's somebody important, and that's a star. Um, also, did you see it? I don't know if you could tell. I, I know it's these stupid little things. I rewind the show a million times to watch these idiosyncrasies of each person trying to work what I consider a difficult character, which is hers to try to work. When the uh, melee broke down early on before they went to commercial break, right? Becky just got her win, got into a fight with an uh, old girl in the audience there, right? Over the guardrail. Um, did you see like her tell the security guard lady, like a nice old lady, to pick up her hat and hand it to her? <laughs> <laughs> that really look for her. I was like, that's awesome. She right. never turned the, the gimmick off. That's genius. Yeah. She looked like such a jerk doing it. Great yeah. She's definitely a star in the making. With an old, like, gray haired lady that she made <laughs> get up. It was hilarious. Yeah. Uh, after that, Paul Heyman came out. Yeah, and, and I was excited for this. Yeah. So, what do you think of this? He's talking about how, you know, when he drops spoilers, that he's always telling the truth. Is he telling the truth, though, now that Brock Lesnar is going to show up at Extreme Rules and challenge either Seth Rollins or Kofi Kingston? I don't care. Isn't that bad? You know what? And that was the response from the audience. They did not care. There was not a loud, like, cheer or a pop or a boo, nothing. It was just silence when he said that because they've, they've played that card too many times. And with one half the equation, we have one champion who WWE will not let steamroll through a bunch of top talents on SmackDown, which he needs to be doing, Kofi. And on the other half of the equation, the other champion, the universal champion, is playing footsie with his girlfriend on TV. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So, like, right. like, like, even that's another reason why I don't think they care who he cashes in on. And seeing Brock Lesnar become champion again is not like some, like, earth-shattering event <laughs> that people are like, oh my god, Brock won the championship, can you believe that? No one's gonna be, like, shocked by that. Mm-hmm. That could happen too, though. Now that I think about it, if Baron did win, I could then see Brock cashing in on Baron, and they see that as a way to protect Seth. But Lacey gets the title, which I think Becky and the Chase would actually make her. I do too. Yeah, because they have high. they have nothing else for her right now. I think it could exactly. I think this could actually help her. So maybe, maybe. I mean, they don't have a lot of options. If this is just the status quo at Extreme Rules, why are you tuning in the night after? But I am just going to point out again what a complete one eighty I have done on Lacey. Yeah. 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 Um, so we got a lot more to talk about. Some of it's good. Some of it's not so good. Some surprises. Uh, but first, I want to thank the sponsor of this episode, which is SeatGeek. Raj, we got a tweet tonight while Raw was happening. A fan of this podcast talking about they use SeatGeek. They got great seats at a great price. Cheapest they could find tickets. They got the best seats for an upcoming concert. And we get these tweets all the time from you, cool. the Wrestling Inc. audience. It is fantastic. Um. Matt, you gotta get gotta get on this. I don't know if you and no. I go out 
Too many we gotta events. go out. We gotta get a life and start going out places. I feel like such a loser by comparison. You guys are going to concerts. You guys are going to football games. You're going to WWE events. Oh, it makes it so much easier. So much easier. It's like we were looking over the weekend and just what to do Fourth of July weekend. And SeatGeek has all these options. We went and saw Joan Jett at the Marin County Fair. Got tickets at the last minute. Went and saw it. It was fantastic. I mean, Joan Jett puts on an amazing show. And uh, SeatGeek just makes it so so simple. Other ticketing websites, it's like they're so big they can get away without caring about the customer experience. They don't have the events you want. It's annoying to use. Oh, it's just so difficult. Uh, you never really know if you're getting a good price for the tickets. One day they're one price, the next day they're another. Sometimes they have the seat you want. Sometimes it seems like it's sold out. Other times the tickets are there later. Who knows? SeatGeek makes it so simple. You could search sports, live music, comedy, and more. They have the tickets you're looking for all in one place. SeatGeek stands out from the crowd so much so they have over 50,000 five-star reviews on the App Store. That is unheard of. How is that for customer satisfaction? And the reason why, it is a better process. They pull millions of tickets together from all over the web. They rate each deal on a scale of one to 10 and they show you those seats on an interactive seat map. No more of having to wait in that queue and they just give you seats and you go yes or no. No, with SeatGeek, you can find exactly what you want with the ratings of deals. Green dots mean good deals, red dots are overpriced. And best of all, every purchase is fully guaranteed so you can shop for tickets with confidence. I've got the app on my phone, Raj has it on his. And Matt, you gotta, gotta get hooked up with this, man. It's gonna change the way when you have that free evening and you wanna go out and do something. If you wanna plan ahead, SeatGeek makes it so, so simple. Uh, and I've been telling everybody with all out tickets, you wanna find tickets to all out, go on SeatGeek, keep monitoring it there. You're gonna be able to get in all the other great events going on that weekend in Chicago. How do you pay? Like, can you go through pay? How does it work? What is it connected to? Credit card. Just enter your credit card, man. It's right there and everything is fully guaranteed. It's super, super easy. And we've got a deal for our audience. You're going to get $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. All you have to do is use our promo code. Download the SeatGeek app. Use the promo code INC for $10 off your first purchase. That's mm -hmm. promo code INC for $10 off your first purchase. SeatGeek, it will change the way you buy tickets. It'll change the way you go out. It's a fantastic app. Could not recommend it more. Raj, are you going to see anything this summer? Yes, yeah, Wednesday. I'm going to see uh, Hugh Grant in concert. So that's something I was not expected. Wait, to see. Hugh Grant or Hugh Jackman? Hugh Jackman. Sorry, yeah, big difference. <laughs> big difference. Hugh uh -huh. Jackman. And uh, so my uh -huh. my wife got the ticket. So when I first started using SeatGeek, I would like compare the prices. You know, just you know, trying it out for the first time, but I completely stopped doing that just because SeatGeek has always had the best price. But uh, Glenn, you mentioned, uh, Glenn, actually, uh, our, one of our readers, Ethan, that follows us both on Twitter, uh, was talking about how he used it for the first time today. Um, and he gave like the exact prices. The box office won $113. He went on SeatGeek, paid 40 bucks, what? And, and used the discount code INC that got him the $10 off. So, Hold on. Uh, so he saved all that money? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Damn. So that's just an example. So download that up. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, coming in a few weeks to San Francisco, it's going to be the band live, the band Bush and Our Lady Peace. It's going to be like 1995 cool. all over again. Yeah. We're going to yeah. go out and check that out. It's going to be excellent. I'm going to use SeatGeek to get those tickets. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we also used it for John Stewart and Dave Chappelle coming next month. Oh, so that's awesome. Yeah. Chappelle, wow. have you seen Chappelle live before? I have. I have. Yeah. San Francisco. It was, it's been like, it was before he took Same the hiatus man. and everything yeah oh yeah yeah since then it's interesting like they didn't they just lock down our cell phones the last time we saw them oh interesting mm -hmm. yeah don't want anyone recording no one tweeting it was pretty cool huh. um so back to raw oh i feel so bad that we have to go back to talking about this i could just talk about seek geek no. all night but instead <laughs> we have the two out of three falls match the miz and the usos versus the revival and elias okay i like this i didn't hate this by the way really 
I didn't because I like the revival and uh, what's his name tagging together. Uh, with Elias, that Elias. I agree is great, but this two out of three falls thing doesn't that feel like it takes you out of the moment because you know how it's going to go? It, it does, it does. But again, anytime these you know those guys get on TV again, it's like I'm, I'm individually like emotionally invest in them as an act and as their jobs, right? Like they for a while there, we thought maybe they were going to leave, maybe right? WWE not come back. Is that still the deal, or did they get resigned? They they have not resigned yet. Right, wow. so then we're, it makes me even more interested in what they're <laughs> doing, I guess. Right. Um, yeah, so we'll see. I think um, it, these match resets are just awkward. But, you know, Matt, I mean, we've grown up watching wrestling where two out of three falls was for a reason. You know, it True. was like a hot feud, and, you know, and, and it was kind of like to settle something, not just yeah. randomly throwing it out. True. And so doing it on every show now, it just, it just, it just takes me out of it. See, see, now wrestling's changed so much, right? It's now, as a wrestler, if I was wrestling today, even when I wrestle, I always use it as an infomercial for myself, as a brand. Um, me and whatever company I was wrestling for, were a part, we were partners. And I was told to perform a certain job out there. But in the process, I'm also building my brand out there. And so any TV time you get, is an opportunity to present your commercial as to your brand. So to see the, that that tag team out there for that amount of time, for me, I was happy for that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and there was some good stuff there. I like the Usos uh, and the energy they brought there. The Usos versus the Revival alone. I mean, uh, this didn't need yeah. the Miz or Elias no. in this match. No, but Elias needs TV time too. Don't forget. True. My, um, yeah. Uh so the Usos and the Miz won this. How did it go, Raj? Uh, Dash and Dawson got one before the break. Right. And then the Usos got two. Uh, the Miz got one. He pinned one of the Revival. Uh, Elias had walked to the back. And then the Usos, after that fall, the Usos just beat the crap oh, out of, yeah, and then just got a pin. So the second and third fall were within yeah. a minute of each other. And like you said, predictable. Right. Yeah, two super kicks, uh, super kicks in stereo to Wilder and Dawson. Uh, with Usos and The Miz picking up the win. Then we saw some 24-7 title action. Drake Maverick backstage with his <laughs> wife, Renee Michelle. So do they... Is she a worker, by the way? Is she a wrestler? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Well, she, I, I don't know if she's signed with them yet, but she I mean, she was in the Mae Young Classic. She has wrestled. Uh, she, she looked like a freaking superstar tonight. Dude, dude, even on her Instagram, even on the, any of those Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram posts that he's been making throughout the week, right? And yeah. his honeymoon and whatever with EC3. <laughs> and her reaction, though, her subtleties, just in the car ride, for instance, where she like raises her one eyebrow really slowly. Like, dude, right. you got to be kidding me. We're going on my honeymoon in the freaking Orlando. We're from Orlando. What the hell is this? Like, <laughs> her subtleties are awesome. She's and, a star too, dude. Yeah, and you know what is is perfect is is she's a great foil to Drake because Drake is, is over the top, but so entertaining. And if she was over the top too, I think it would be it too work. much. But the yes. fact that she's, she's subtle and subtle. and her facials are just great. So uh, yeah, I think I I love the stuff that they're doing. I, I watch all their stuff uh, uh, that they're tweeting out the the twenty four seven videos and him blocking her face with the belt. <laughs> That's the best. It's the best. <laughs> it's great stuff. It's better. I mean. It is that better. Stuff than was TV. the best. On, it is. You're right. It was better than almost anything on the show tonight. Probably, well, actually, that was better than anything on the show tonight. Yeah, we're not exaggerating that. By the way, I don't feel bad. That's the truth. It was. It, yeah. it is better. It's more entertaining. 
Yeah, I mean, they're letting the talent go with this. Clearly, Drake, Truth, I mean, everyone involved in this. Though, guys, I'm telling you, go go watch his YouTube stuff from a few years ago before he got into Impact Wrestling even when he was in the UK. I'm telling you, look it up. He's been doing this for years. Yeah. He is so damn talented, Drake Maverick. Rock, Rock, Spud. Yeah. Uh, oh, we went from this. Well, we'll save the search for uh, Roman's tag team partner with Shane and Drew. I think we can talk about that all at once. Let's talk about Rey Mysterio making his return tonight. Mm. Issue an open challenge and then get the crap kicked out of him by Bobby Lashley. Yeah, murdered. <laughs> okay. Right. What do you guys think? Because for, I think this is good for Bobby, right? Makes him sure. Look like a monster. We all know he is, and we're begging them to book him like consistently. But, I mean, is this the best use of Rey at this point? Is this all... No, no. I mean, this uh, like uh, like uh, my thought was, who did he piss off? Is he ex- uh, using that clause in his contract with the out or something? Why did they do this to him tonight? Yeah, and you know, WWE usually does come to a certain point where they'll start seeing their legends as enhancement guys, right? Like yeah. you've seen, we've seen it with the Dudleys and Rob Van Dam and Mark Henry and 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 all these guys in the past who were once, you know. WWE champion or, or at the top. And then they just start using them to put over newer guys, but not in a storyline. So it never, it doesn't mean much. Uh, and, I, and I'm wondering if that's what, where they're going with Ray. Cause they, I mean, they squashed him tonight. I mean, she got kind of like nothing in on, uh, right. on Lashley. Now I love what they did with Lashley. They made right. him look like a killer, but there's 40 guys you could do that with, you know, you couldn't, you can have would Ray. Have, would it have meant as much though, Raj? Well, it depends oh. who it is, but, um, Ultimately, you just remember Lashley looking like a badass. So I, I think it, you know, if you did it with someone like a, uh, uh, let's can't see. be Ricochet, can't be Ricochet. No, um, gosh, who, who have they not like turned into total enhancement guys? <laughs> right, and then who do we care about that he, that he did it too? Right, Chad, Chad Gable, maybe we wouldn't care. Uh, we wouldn't care. They've they've taken him too far down. Our truth. Yeah, and people care about him. He's a good sympathetic character, yeah. Yeah. He gets sympathy, yeah. Yeah. Someone saying Keith Slater. Mm. If they set it up properly beforehand, him talking about his kids and not making the joke yeah. out of it, right? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. That would have been great. If Heath would have cut a promo, I was like, Drew attacked me a couple weeks ago, but now I got a one-on-one match tonight. I'm going to get my groove back on. I'm going out there. And then he gets killed. That would have been a great sad sack sort of arc. I think that would have been over with the crowd. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. But this, I mean, Ray, remember Ray was getting his ass kicked by Samoa Joe. Yeah. Well, yeah. he did, he did beat him on his last match before he got, you know, he got injured, but yeah. I just want better for the guy. Um he's he's a legend. He he deserves better. Yeah. No way Jose versus Cesaro. I, two guys I did not expect to see on the show tonight. I like how they're kind of revamping Cesaro a little bit. You know, they're making him look more serious, more like a a, a badass, uh, which has kind of gone away for a while. Um, yeah. And so I, I like that they're you know making him look like this ruthless killer. I, I think it's going to take time because he has been you know part of the bar for so long and then kind of nothing. But mm-hmm. I think they're on the right path. I mean, the dude's so talented. Yes. I mean, you're, yeah, so I think you're building up certain people. I, he's one I'd put on that list. It's better than him, mm-hmm. you know, chasing around the 24-7 title. So. It is. No, you're right. <laughs> it definitely is. Yeah, we'll take it. I just was you know, surprised to see him. Yeah. Both. Yeah. Uh, so with this tonight, Cesaro got the win fairly easily. 
What do you think they're doing with Noe Jose? Clearly they... What you saw. Yeah. Okay, the first Street Profit segment, they recapped what happened early on in the evening. Um, They talked about uh, Cesaro's win over Noe Jose. They were building up Extreme Rules, talking about Undertaker and Roman Reigns. Uh, They talked about the mystery partner. Like, this short burst, this this was good. This was just enough. No, all this was was them playing hosts to Monday Night Raw. Their NXT call-ups and NXT Tag Champions at that call-ups. And their their job is to put over other talent and talk about Monday Night Raw like 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 their game show hosts or like their backstage interviewers or, or, or marks for that matter. Yeah, like, it re- it reminded me of like when they'd have like the Usos during Christmas time hawking WWShop.com or something, you right. know, where they're like, I, I, "You guys are too cool for that." They would never talk about and be sitting there going extreme rules. Right. They would never do that. You know, it'd be better is if like after the revival match, they they cut back to him and these guys are just ripping on the Usos and the revival. Then after the Viking Raiders, they're you know talking about them. So at least they're talking about tag teams and then they're in the tag team division and it kind of you know builds anticipation to them finally uh getting in there and being a part of it but just make about getting it on you getting some on you they got the whole show on them they were asked (laughs) being as cool as we know they are because they are the street profits are mad cool when you watch nxt and you hear them talk and they're in their element dude they're cool as hell right they're they're cooler than anybody than we are and so when they're asked to take something not cool and corny it kills them. It hurts them. You yeah. see what I'm saying? It gets it all over them. This killed it for me. This killed it for me. I wanted to throw my remote through the TV screen. Yeah. Hopefully next week they uh, come out from backstage and go on camera and do something different because, yeah, I, I, I didn't think this was a good week for them. And I think they're, I think they're super, you know, and Montez Ford, I think, is a, yeah, a future superstar. Definitely. Um, so, how did you think this week was for Mike and Maria Canellis, Matt? Oh, I don't know what to make of this. I don't. I really don't. I think this was like, where do you go after where they first went? You know, and their reintroduction to the WWE Universe, you know, on Monday Night Raw, for that matter. I know he's on 205 Live, but I mean, with the Raw crowd, right? Where do yeah. you go the next to update, you know, the next week? You know, so I was happy to see them on TV. Um, sure, and I'm hoping there's a payoff for this immense amount of emasculation that Mike's having to go through. <laughs> you know, and, and it just came. Uh, this just came across as like lazy sitcom pregnancy humor, like you know the ice cream pickles. That's the most stereotypical, right? And that's the most stereotypical thing. So that you, true. And the, you did this to me, and you think I'm fat, and <laughs> oh it's just God. the laziest, overdone Low. stuff. Dude, remember we said it's not even the lowest hanging fruit anymore. They're grabbing fruit up off the damn ground that fell off the tree years ago. <laughs> yeah. Again, that's what that was. And it's too bad because Maria is so great. And I thought mm-hmm. Mike, you know, uh, did Mike well. Did good. What he had to do. Yeah. For, last for week what he was, was great. I thought last week they Maria was great last week. I thought our delivery was good tonight. I felt like she was a caricature. Um, yeah, I was just tired. I mean, it was like embarrassing. If, if somebody had walked in who wasn't a wrestling fan, this would have been my moment of shame tonight. Because it was stereotypical crap, like yeah. like like old though dated stereotypical crap. Right. Yeah, right. I mean, I don't know. Well, yeah. I don't think I Love Lucy ever had a cuckolding angle, but you never know, right? It's I mean, up there. Yeah, it, that was I Love Lucy ish, actually. <laughs> yeah, the first part was. Second <laughs> part, not so much. Uh, so yeah, uh, let's talk about the second segment where 
Maria said, you're never getting me pregnant again. I don't think you could get me pregnant. I'm not even sure you got me pregnant this time. <laughs> who's who's the father, Matt, of all the wrestlers on the roster? Who's your pick? It's got to it's, it's gotta be... Uh, actually, shoot, I don't know. Our truth is somebody funny like that? It's, it's always somebody funny. It's always it a comedy. Horns, Hornswoggle was it's the... Hornswoggle, right. <laughs> it's always usually Hornswoggle. He's not with them anymore, so... I think she's just said it as a throwaway line to just piss him off. Yeah. I don't, I just don't see them with having a kid already agreeing to a storyline where he's not come back from that Raj. How would you come back from that? If it is from somebody else. Right. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I mean, they did with Dominic, right. (laughs) You know, with Ray and Eddie. Oh, we we forgot the ending of that match, right? What? Bobby Lashley beat the crap out of Ray, pinned him, then took him to the back and like bench pressed him. Yeah, he was going to throw him through the stage, but instead the referee stopped him and threw him on top of them. So destroyed him afterwards. But yeah, he looked like hang on after that. Listen, what 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 did um what happened though with Ray and Eddie and Dominic? You remember? It wasn't really Eddie. Well, not real. Not really in storyline. Storyline, it was right. Yeah, Dominic was. I thought there was like a coming clean moment where it was not Eddie. No, I thought that storyline ended with Eddie being the dad. I'm here, Poppy, and all that to get under Ray's skin. But did it really finish the storyline with us supposed to believe that was Eddie Guerrero's son? Yeah. (laughs) Cool. That's heat. Right. Damn. Yeah, I mean, so we'll maybe see they do they then, do. Roz, and they've done it before. <laughs> right. It was a different era back then. True. I don't know. I mean, I could almost see it being someone like Bobby Lashley. I think that'd be a good angle. I know, but she's really pregnant, so she's going to be yeah, off TV for a while. Yeah, so. Rob, Raj, if you if someone gave you and your wife five hundred thousand mm. dollars each a year for five years, or maybe five hundred thousand dollars together for five years. Would you be okay with people maybe thinking you didn't father your children? Because for that amount of money, per I'm year. just saying I'm open. Per year? Per year. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and you could explain. It's just a storyline, people. This is, you know, it's not real. <laughs> mm. I'm just saying. That is a lot. God bless them both. Yeah. Just saying. It's not that bad. Um, no, but I think that's, I think this is the angle they're going with it. They're not going to have them reconcile and everything's cool. No, obviously. Yeah. Uh, and I think Mike's going to just get his ass kicked. Maybe he gets his comeuppance at the end or no, maybe the other guy gets his comeuppance and Mike gets his victory at the end of this, but who knows? Um, we had Carmella and R-Truth backstage looking for the Drake Maverick to get the 24 seven title off him, uh, hiding that went on for a bit tonight. Uh, there was a little train of superstars running around. And then we had the Viking Raiders versus Colin Justin and Devin Justin, two enhancement talents that they hit with the squash. And then our truth uh, and Drake Maverick, that chase made its way into the ring. Dominating yeah. performance for Vikings, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's everything it should have been. They lost a lot of steam with how their, uh, you know, main roster arrival was handled. They were taken off TV for like a month. So they're getting back and they looked impressive. Also, yeah. uh, one thing they, they announced Bobby Lashley versus Braun Strowman in the last man standing match for, mm-hmm. for the yes. pay this Sunday. I thought that had already been announced. It is interesting that they kept Braun off tonight and not Bobby. Like, Again, he was the aggressor between the two in that last move. I don't know why they keep making him sound more. Yeah, where Braun was the aggressor. Yeah. Yeah. And he's the one that it made. Makes Bobby look tougher than him, you know? He threw Bobby through the damn thing, and yes, he followed him through, but still. Right. Yeah, Bobby should have been hurt more. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of weird. 
is. Yes. Uh, so the Viking Raiders won that match. 24-7 title chase continued. And then we got Ricochet versus Luke Gallows with Carl uh, Anderson and AJ Styles at ringside. Ricochet defeated Luke Gallows. AJ then uh, said, well, if you're going to go through all three of us, then he faced Carl Anderson, which was a match of two bald guys with beards and tattoos and tight pants oiled up. Mm -hmm. Very similar, very similar looking men. Mm -hmm. uh, Ricochet defeated Carl Anderson. And then AJ Styles got Ricochet does not look like Carl Anderson. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, if you just create a wrestler and you change the skin, the skin, color or ethnicity of your wrestler you could go from ricochet to carl anderson yeah, ricochet kind of has like a, a supermodel look, look <laughs> you know they are similar guys yeah no, i don't think features. so um what did so i want to talk about aj beating up ricochet after but what about ricochet's promo yeah, before waiting for. Yeah. yeah they gave him that mic in the ring cutting that baby face promo if i got to go through all three of you guys i'm going to do it i don't know i like he looked comfortable i thought I mean, it just wasn't one of those deals where they're they're not giving him. How do I say this? They, they didn't feel like they were giving him interesting things to talk about, right? Like, yeah, I, I don't know. I thought he was comfortable talking though. Where usually uh, we always get on him that he, he kind of doesn't look comfortable. Um, he looked very comfortable to me talking. I just didn't like what he, you know, had to say. Yeah, he's just given very very standard lines. Um, yeah. 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 You know, like the like a, a, you have ten minutes to come up with a promo for Ricochet. Write one up. You know, it was like, all right, uh, well, you guys can do what you want, and I'll take you all on. I mean, that's basically what it was. I'm gonna have to go through all three of you. All right, you know, yeah, yeah, very, very basic in what his verbiage was. I just thought, I don't know. I thought he looked more comfortable though, from what I've seen in the past. I don't yeah, know. I like them to tailor it more to his style, like. What is saying like I'll fucking land on your, you know, not, uh, maybe not fucking. I'll spin your your head out of the ring, and, and you'll be, you know, separated in two. I don't know, mm -hmm. just something where you're talking about how he, he'll do all this flying stuff, and he'll like flatten them like a pancake mm -hmm. outside. And if he if the other guy gets involved, he'll he'll get one too. You know, it's something more tailored to his character. Yeah, it just wasn't cool. I mean, I know this sounds weird for me to say. I think he sounds kind of like a dork sometimes. You know. Yeah, he does kind of. Is it? That's the one area where he needs a lot of help right now. Is is the promos, what's written for him, and how it's delivered. And it's not that I don't think he can't cut them. I, I really do think it's what they're giving him to yeah. say. Yeah, I don't think you could give that to anyone and, and have them you know, make it work. Yeah. You know what it's like? It's like uh, here's a good superhero analogy. It's like he's Spider Man, but even when he's there, he's talking like Peter Parker. Like, he doesn't sound like he believes he's a superhero. He doesn't have that confidence. He sounds like the secret identity kid who can't believe he can do all this stuff. But like, you can make that endearing if done right. And, yeah. And I, and I do believe Ricochet believes in himself, though. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I, I just don't believe know why he's going to come across. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. And, you know, you know maybe down the road, maybe uh, a heel turn might help him in that area where he can get more cocky, get more, a little more attitude, you know, like, Look at what it did to Sami Zayn. Um, just, yeah. uh, you know, down the road, that maybe that's the way to go. It usually is. Yeah, I thought he looked good in this match tonight. I mean, in the ring, he's Holy incredible. Shit. No one can hold a candle to him on this. That's why I thought it was even nice how they set it up with AJ beating him up after. Um, the With AJ in the club standing tall, it makes me think Ricochet is retaining at Extreme Rules. 
um, at the end of this. But yeah, I don't know. Something with the character and the promos just isn't quite on the same level as his ring work. It's all right. This is the one for him to grow from, though. This is, in my opinion, he's very passionate about the opportunity to work an angle with AJ. There's no question about that. Oh, part. sure. Yeah. So I think this is the one where we'll see him grow a little bit. I'm hoping at least this is the opportunity for him to improve at least. I'm not saying he's going to hit world beater promos yet, but I'm saying they're going they should improve because he should be pretty passionate about the opportunity. And this is a great uh, feud to be in for him with AJ, just because AJ's really in his element as a heel. Like he, you know, talking smack, and you believe what he's saying, and it yeah. makes you want to cheer on Ricochet even more. It so does. yeah. And it's hard to want to root against AJ, so I think it's great. Um, I, I got to say, it's kind of a uh, kind of under the radar this match almost, but this could be fantastic this it, Sunday. It's going to be crazy. I'm looking yeah. forward to it. I hope they're giving enough time, but this is mm-hmm. this could be a show stealer. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about something that I don't know if you ever thought this would happen, Raj, but they devoted a good minute or two on Monday Night Raw to promoting the Evolve 10th anniversary special on the WWE Network this Saturday. That got more time than like the NXT takeovers, right? Yeah. That was that was interesting. Um so yeah, obviously this Evolve show streaming on the WWE Network's head to head with AEW Fight for the Fallen. Um and yeah, they're pushing it and it's you know, it's one of those that if it does well, they could say, "Hey, you know, our show you know, more people watch it. And if it doesn't, they could be like, hey, that wasn't a WWE show. That was Evolve. Um, <laughs> you know, they can have it both ways. But yeah, that was interesting. Is it airing at the same time? Yep. Oh, yeah. It's not going to be better than AEW. No. I wouldn't think so. And the production, I, I'm curious how the production looks on it. So, Matt, I don't know if you're in your Orange Cassidy search. I paid 10 bucks to watch Orange Cassidy versus Velveteen Dream at an Evolve pay-per-view. Like uh, the production oh, level time there. Out. Time yeah. out. Those two have wrestled each other. Oh yeah, yeah. Orange wow. Cassidy's done a lot of stuff with Evolve. No, but I, I didn't know. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So NXT talent has gone and done a lot of Evolve shows. So cool. they've had this. They've had this partnership for a while. But I'm curious to see how the production value is on this because, um, just watching it, it's not nearly at the level of AEW or WWE. I'm assuming this will be better. But I think it says something that a wrestling inc. We're going to be covering Fight for the Fallen live after. I'm assuming most other wrestling sites and wrestling fans, that's going to be what they're on Twitter talking about. I don't think this Evolve special is going to do as well as the WWE thinks it is. I don't either. I don't either. Yeah. I I don't think. And and I think that's maybe by design, too. You know, they didn't put an NXT up against it because they don't want to be, you know, like one of their brands to have less interest. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be something. It's interesting that they're doing this. I mean, the the feud intensifies. Dude, it's going to be awesome. I think this this AEW event's going to even be better. Yeah, and going free again. It's going to be another free streaming event. Yeah. Um, and they said it's going to be more serious. And I thought the stuff that hurt the last one was all the comedy. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think that's that should be a big improvement. Yeah. Um, have you heard anything about when Wednesday Night Dynamite, if indeed that's the show, and when it's going to debut for AEW? Yeah, October second. Okay, and that's the name of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not. I don't think it's signed yet, but it's pretty. It that's pretty much. Movie? It's pretty much it. Yeah, they got the. But well, they got Tuesday Night and Wednesday Night Dynamite. Yeah. But Wednesday Night makes all the sense in the world because most, you know, the TNT has basketball all all 
the time on during the fall on Tuesday nights. Yeah, we shall see. Um, backstage, our truth was looking for Drake. The chase continued. And then, so earlier in the evening, Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre tried to get the concessions guy to be Roman Reigns' partner. And then they went up to a limping janitor and offered him $5,000. <laughs> <laughs> Funny stuff, I thought. Said they'd get him a mask. Because mm-hmm. they didn't want uh, the burden of fame to follow him around. They didn't want him to have to carry that. Yeah, I think right, right at that, you knew something was going to be up. Like they were going to do a little switcheroo or something. Mm-hmm. And we'll, and we'll talk about that reveal uh, and whether or not it was disappointing. But first, the Beat the Clock Challenge match, Bailey versus Sarah Logan. Sarah, who has not been seen on Raw in a while, coming out to the Riot Squad music, doing like a wolf howl when she got up into the ring. Uh, Bailey taking four minutes and 32 seconds to beat her in a match that Sarah was very competitive in for very. the first half, at least. Uh, how do you think uh, Sarah's looking, Matt? Have you been Good. seeing any of her matches on main event? Yeah, she's improving. Yeah, she's improving. She's a she's got a completely different look. I don't know about the wolf howling crap, but in the ring, she's good and she's getting more vicious. Yeah, I think maybe drop the face paint and the howling, and because yeah. uh, that that just takes makes it look look a little uh, silly. Yeah, corny. But yeah. other than that, I thought she looked. I thought she looked really good. I was impressed. Yeah. I, I hated that she came out to the Riot Squad music. I, I mean, it's almost better to just have her in the ring if you don't have any. Uh, different entrance music for her right now, but um, good. yeah, I thought it looked good. And then that was followed by Nikki Cross versus Dana Brooke in a less competitive match that Nikki won in one minute and 50 seconds, which would allow her to pick the stipulation for the SmackDown Women's Championship match at Extreme Rules between Bailey and Alexa Bliss. And the stipulation she picked is that it will be a two-on-one handicap match mm-hmm. with Nikki and Alexa going against Bailey. Told you guys, I told you it'd be a three-way, but... Well, and what's interesting, Matt, it's a, well, is it's a handicap match. Handicap, yes. Yeah, but originally from day one, I said, "Watch this will be a three-way." No. There's no way she can't be in it where she can't cost her the win. Yeah. Well, so, oh, rush. And then so, this direction is going to happen, and those two are going to run off. Watch. Yeah. So we had first reported on the site earlier today that Alexa Bliss wasn't going to be at Raw, so she's been sick, uh, and apparently it's it's pretty bad. So that backstage segment that she had at SmackDown last week was actually taped the night before at raw. Mm. Uh, so she's been sick. And so I think this is also mm. a way to, uh, you know, give her less to do in the match. Uh, you know, Alexa mm. bless. She did wrestle last week on raw. It was what? T- three seconds where she got pinned right away. So what's um, she sick with? Uh, that's, I don't know. Just some sort of illness. I mean, other than mononucleosis, what else is uh, strep? What else is it that's going to be more than a multiple week like flu? It's usually right. It could be yeah, some sort of just some sort of flu or something. Man, yeah, I don't know. Um, However, during this segment, when Bailey was trying to warn Nikki about Alexa using her, Nikki kept talking about friends, 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 friends. We are friends, Bailey. You need friends like Alexa is my friend. Um, One. I think Nikki Cross, I would actually be pretty darn happy if she won the SmackDown Women's title after this. I think she's improved every week, gets more and more over with the crowd, gets more comfortable, and looks like more of a star. But that aside, yeah. In an endearing way, yes. I thought she was terrible with her promo tonight, though. You didn't think she was endearing? Oh, no. She she kept looking like she was looking at a teleprompter and and just trying to remember her lines. Go back and watch it. I thought this promo was pretty awful. Um, 
because I thought up until that point, I agree. Like I thought the match did her a lot of good. I thought, you know, Bailey crowd was dead for her. I mean, they were chanting CM Punk while she was wrestling Sarah. This Logan. was a tough crowd tonight overall. I thought too, by the way, but they, they didn't, players. they didn't, they weren't given much. I think they were yeah. really bored by that point. Yeah. Uh, um, and so it, what were you saying? But yeah, so her, her promo at the end, I just thought she uh, just had a rough time with it. Well, I'm going to say, uh, and a lot of people on Twitter seem to have this opinion tonight as well, people in the chat talking about it, does Sasha Banks make a return at Extreme Rules? Mm. I would like to see that. I think that'd be awesome. All the stuff about Bailey needing a friend seems like that's where it's leading. Rush? It did seem like uh, they were dropping that. Now, Sasha Banks, uh, now WWE advertising, you, you know how it is. Uh, she was also advertised for a Singapore show that was last week. She, obviously she wasn't there. Um, but she, the Tampa, the Amelie arena in Tampa. Is that right, Matt? Is it Amelie arena I forgot. I don't know. in Tampa. Um, so they got rock coming up on July 22nd on their website. They have Sasha Banks listed. Now she's not listed for any other upcoming raws. So again, it could just be a typo, you know, uh, a miscommunication, which happens all the time, but she is listed for that. Uh, the, the SummerSlam uh, arena, I'm forgetting, uh, the one in mm-hmm. Toronto. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a poster on their website for the event. Well, Sasha's on it. But again, that could be a dated dated poster. But um, yeah, it did really sound like they were hinting at that tonight, uh, a Sasha return or, or somebody to, to become Bailey's friend. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, it did sound like Sasha to me. Yeah. I don't know who else it would be that would make sense at all. It could be trolling. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, it could be her just saying, kind of digging it at Sasha, saying, you don't have a good friend, you know? Yeah. Or WWE writers trolling. Yeah. So, Matt, how did you like Corey Graves interviewing Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch? Becky calling uh, Corey Graves Mr. Emo Head. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to keep bagging on this. I know. I, I feel I hate bagging on them so much because I I, I love their characters. They're just some of our favorites. Yeah, yeah not I mean, so long ago. Don't you guys have friends that you like to hang out with individually, but not with their significant other? <laughs> I've heard it before. I've only watched the first episode of Stranger Things, but it's like uh, you know the girl with all the powers and and, and oh, that 11. guy, <laughs> right? Yeah, Eleven and the guy. But uh, yeah, them together, they need to end this as, as soon as they can. What what does that mean, super emo? I don't know if am I too old? Is is that some phrase the kids use? Hold them in a emo short for emotional. Yeah, Mr. Emo had his hairstyle. Remember when emo music was popular fifteen years ago, Rush? Like Taking Back Sunday, fans of she's that just calling, dashboard she's confessional. Just, she's just calling him emo. That's all. Yeah, I, I don't know what that means. It's kind emo? of a callback. you know. No, you never listened to like the Get Up Kids. Or? I said it was short for like emoticon. No, huh. it's not. It's not even new. You know what I mean? It's actually yeah. kind of dated now, actually. It's called someone an emo at this point, isn't it? Glenn? Yeah. No, I mean, like, emo peaked with the Warp Tour like 20 years ago. Okay. All these words you're saying, I don't know what any of them You don't know right what the now. Warp Tour is? Oh, no. my God. You lived in the <laughs> Bay Area. <laughs> you lived in San Francisco. Yeah. There was the I went to, like, the White Stripes and Dave okay, Chappelle well, they, and Chris Rock. Not White uh, Stripes were indie, were kind, kind of the of. rebirth of indie rock. In, sort of <laughs> yeah. But, so Common. right before that, before that was emo. Um, yes. Dashboard Confessional, one of the bigger acts, Taking Back Sunday. So this actually kind of is a callback to NXT. There was a great joke that Corey Graves made on commentary once about Becky Lynch called me a hipster, and I was so offended I almost spilled my craft beer. <laughs> 
<laughs> so they've they've done this before um i appreciated it for that reason but again like rollins just looked like such a geek here with the what she said you know i'm with her yeah i got nothing i gotta i just don't like it i don't like it i yeah. don't like it that's your universal champion he's the best in the world i know a lot of guys say that and whatnot but like he shoot put that out there they need to get behind that mm-hmm. if i was them, because that's something he really believes when you get an opportunity to put something behind one of your talents, especially your top talent, because let me make no mistake about this. If this was Brock Lesnar <laughs> who right. said something like that, they would be freaking rolling out the red carpet for him and be like, oh, look, we've got to immediately change what we wrote for Brock. we got to we got to write this now because he wrote Go F Yourselves to everybody on Twitter. So now we got to have that be his catch line, catchphrase and put it on T-shirts everywhere. Now, now, now. Oh, you I want to be Brock and Sable versus Michelle McCool and Undertaker in a mixed match team up. <laughs> oh, the promos. Michelle McCool is always really good. She is, she's hilarious. She's good in the ring, too. Yeah. No, I think actually she would be fantastic. She's ripped, too, still. She's yeah. shredded, yeah. Uh, but no, this whole angle with it, it's like they're taking the worst aspects of the mixed match challenge and applying it to their two top stars. Right. Yeah, it's like they got the Big Smash Challenge writers. You know how they do those corny backstage promos. It's like yep. they they brought them to write this. You know their promos. Yeah, yep. uh, and then I'm hoping Street Profits didn't write the second promo. What's with the Rock impersonations now? Two weeks in a row. Is he Brock going to make a, an impromptu appearance? I'm guessing. Is that? I mean, where the hell do you go with that? Oh, he does have a movie coming out. Yeah, now that you say that, he has. A, he's had. He has movies coming out. All yeah, the time. but Hobbs and Shaw like. That's a he, big deal because he, of the behind-the-scenes stuff. I'm is sorry. it a quick pop-in backstage, maybe? Yeah. Think them? I don't know. He's not. No, I don't think it has and anything to do with that. They look stupid doing it. Then. You, you don't want to imitate people cooler than you. You know, The Rock is, you know, The Rock is as cool as cool as could be. And they are cool, and they had the... Uh, what's the word? The potential to be yes. even cooler if, in a different way, time, yeah, in a much different way, but with time. <sighs> how would they be? Like, no. we would be doing that. Like Glenn, Glenn at home in his freaking bathroom mirror. I'm sure after dropping a deuce, yell to the masses, <laughs> "If you smell, la, 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 you know what I mean." Crap like that. And I do not imitate the Rock uh, yes, in my do. bathroom mirror. No, yeah. Yeah. CM, so, maybe CM Punk once or twice, but not the Rock. So kind of your. <laughs> so kind of your point earlier, Glenn, where you're talking about how, uh, you know, they're kind of going with what's written right now with two extreme rules. And then next week is when Bishop comes in on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. And I think Heyman will really start getting his new top programs in and everything. And, you know, Street Profits coming up where Heyman calls. So I'm sure uh, I have faith that he's going to do more yes. with them. And they're just kind of introducing him real quick. And then next week, we'll, you know, I'm going to give it a couple weeks. But this week, okay. I didn't think was good, but. Let's pray. Yeah. Well, here's me playing super talented. Here's me playing old man Rubenstein for a second. What is this want the smoke thing? I don't get that at all. You want some of this heat? You want some of this? I get the heat. Your ass whipped. You want to? You want smoke? Yeah, it's from the Wacomo tour back 20 years ago. Don't you remember that? They're saying that. (laughs) You say Wacomo? I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, they're saying they want the smoke. They want the smoke. Not that they come and get some of this heat. They want the smoke. From the Up and Smoke tour. That, now that's really a yeah. I do recall that. Um, and then the main event tonight, Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre and Shane McMahon, partner of Drew and Shane's choosing. It's the janitor out there in a mask. I was praying to 
God, multiple gods, that this was not going to be Bray Wyatt doing a switcheroo under the ring. Uh, but no, uh, instead, it was uh, Cedric Alexander from 205 Live putting yeah. on quite a performance. Um, yeah. Good yeah. for Cedric, but... Yeah. Good for Cedric. It's weird. It, well, it was weird to have them do the switch. So it's like the baby face outsmarting the heels, but then they lost, right? Usually when you do that, that's like you outsmarted them and you get the win and you pulled one over on the bad guys who were trying to yeah. screw you over the whole show. Let's say they were well, trying to screw them over. Roman Reigns came up with a plan or whatever it was, and they still got beat. Well, well, the, you see what happened was is they're going to get their uh, comeuppance at the pay-per-view. Yeah. That's no, what the sure. writers would have told me if I – said that and i was the wrestler in that match and i would have questioned that logic and said but i'm supposed to be the baby face here like i'm being out i'm supposed to be outsmarting them here why are we not letting it go through all the way why are we stopping it don't you see bro you're gonna get your comeuppance at the pay-per-view you know what i mean well you and get then, your revenge not your comeuppance yeah you're gonna <laughs> give out the, they're gonna get their comeuppance right. at the pay-per-view. yes yeah so then they should have just had some some geek, you know, that and not, and not well, Cedric, not the something. big surprise, dude. But did it, let me ask you this though to defend them a little bit, did it throw you off? Because it did throw me off and thinking that for sure their baby faces were gonna win because of the fact they outsmarted the heels. Yeah, I mean, I, I was kind of thinking that Roman was gonna get the win, yeah, me too. So I don't know, I don't know. We're overthinking it, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, it was. I was a little. I mean, at first it was my. You know, I'd guess that it was Cedric, but then he looked really small in there. So I almost <laughs> thought it was like Leo Rush. Yeah, um, that and that people would have popped for that. That would have not made sense, but it would have uh, been. That would have yeah. been a way to reintroduce him. He's so good. Yeah, and he's he's doing nothing. So, yeah, just Cedric next to Drew Drew McIntyre and Roman is it just looked really small. Guys, uh, fans online, I'm sure you've already seen it, but I've just recently seen it. Leo Rush is like kind of like a, a biography on, on YouTube. Hey. Um, it's really good. He is, I didn't know he was an all world wrestler, amateur wrestler. I didn't know that. Oh, is it new or is it older? It's on YouTube. Like this guy, Kenny something such, does all these. It's the same guy that created Joey Janela uh, biography. Uh, on YouTube and each independent uh, uh, J, what's his name MK who's the guy we like MJF MJF he he has one there's a bunch of different independent guys that have one Orange Cassidy I believe has one mm -hmm. um, and they're really well done very well done and his is awesome because it was before he got signed by WWE Leo Rudges shredded tatted up hell athletic and I didn't know he was an all like all world like amateur wrestler before he got signed I didn't know that yeah that's interesting. So uh, a couple of people are saying they almost thought the masked man was uh, Montez Ford. Now that you could you could have done something cool where it was a six man, where it was Shane, Elias, and Drew against Roman and two partners that they picked, and they picked two janitors, and then you had Street Profits under the masks at the end, and then they, but you know they'd have to get the win. win. Yeah, but they they can pin over. they can pin Elias. And they would be over. Yeah. Yeah, and it would have been better than what they gave him tonight. Definitely. Well, and it begs the question. I know they don't want him to pair up, but where's Seth? Seth's off with Becky while Roman mm, is Shield getting... brother is getting the real raw deal here week in and week out. Yeah, I mean, that's WWE. 
I know. You know the, the friendships are forgotten from feud to feud. Mm-hmm. But I think when Roman, when they reconcile, that will be what Roman brings up. You were off with your woman. Well, look what was happening to me. I don't, I don't think so. You don't think, you don't think they'll reference do something like that? It seems They don't have Roman use excuses. They know they they know kind of how to book Roman. Like they wouldn't be doing the stuff that they're doing with Seth with Roman. <laughs> you know. Mm, good point. Yeah. Uh, on this podcast Tuesday, Raj, when you weren't here uh, for SmackDown last week, Justin Labar predicted that we have seen the last of Leo Rush yeah, in his did. current WWE run. Boo to that. I think it's a. I think that's a very good possibility. Yeah. I mean, he's not mentioned at all. He uh, he didn't resign. They were trying to get him to resign. So look at. Yeah, I'm sure. It'll, could be very something very simple, similar to Luke Harper. Okay, wow. here's the thing. That's not somebody you let go. Like, yeah, he is the epitome, the definition of someone that can go to AEW and make that show even better. Some of these other WWE guys, you know, yeah, he is one that fits in there and then some. Right, because not only his in ring, but he's great on the mic. Yes, yeah. yes, he can help that show because of his mic skills. Huh. Right. And because how nasty he is in the ring, he can keep up with all of them. He is damn good. Oh, yeah, he's, he's great. He's uh, uber talented. So yeah, I agree with you. I think it's it would be a mistake. So we went off the air tonight with Roman and Cedric defeated, uh, but the reveal of Cedric as the janitor, Shane and Drew triumphant, walking back up the ramp. Building Looking up shocked at you know that Cedric, even though they got the win. Pretty I think they were more <laughs> puzzled. Like we don't know who this guy is. <laughs> You look vaguely familiar. I've seen you in catering, but I'm not sure your name. That was the first time he was on Raw in, in months. It was I, I, except for maybe some of the 24/7. Yeah, I think he was stuff. in the 24/7 chase. It was very out of nowhere, very random. You know, I'm actually kind of hoping maybe it was Bray, and they at the last minute went, "Tonight's show sucks. Let's not do this." And I think you want to bring Bray in a more spectacular way, I agree. as opposed to a, a you know a surprise tag team part. Mark my words, if Roman. Taker versus Drew and Shane goes on lasted extreme rules. Bray has got to show up in that match. Makes all the sense in the world. That's why the titles don't headline that pay-per-view. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. You think they'll wait till next Monday? Mm-hmm. We'll see. It'll be exciting. It can't be worse than tonight's show. That's for sure. Um, that being said, I didn't think tonight's show was awful. It was, it was just. It was a fall. Again, it was a very, very long. Uh, was it long fall from grace? So, um, so yeah, there, uh, one of the big things was uh, Paco Alonso passed away uh, this past weekend. He was the owner of CMLL. Uh, he's been the owner for a long time. Uh, he was 67 years old. Um, kind of one of those guys you don't hear a lot about, especially considering his high-profile position. He, he started working in CMLL in 1975 uh, to control the company in 1987 uh, while he was with them the name the original name of cmll was emll it was changed to cmll so uh yeah kind of sad uh sad news uh, obviously a lot of questions about what's going to happen with cmll who's going to be in charge uh chris jericho posted a really emotional video uh over his passing um you know it was clearly devastated just talked about how paco uh gave him one of his big breaks and believed him and then and then kind of got him to where he was so um yeah, yeah, just kind of a, a you know, kind of a surprising story. He's he's a very low key guy. It's not like a Vince McMahon that he's, you know, was on camera a lot or, mm. uh, you know, was had his name out there a lot. So, yeah, no, very tragic. Sixty six years old and CMLL sixty seven. 
67, pardon me, uh, CMLL, the oldest wrestling promotion still in existence. Right. Uh, what else is going on? Johnny Impact is done with Impact Wrestling. What's the story there? Yeah, Johnny Impact is done. He's been done for a little bit. Um, so, yeah, he's free agent. Obviously, the, you know, the uh, obvious, obvious choices are out there, WWE, AEW. Um, you know, Johnny Impact, he never had a, a, a bad fallout with WWE or anything. He just went out to pursue other interests and, and he looks great. He still has, uh, you know, he's, he, he would fit in great. So, yeah, him and LAX are also gone. They're done with Impact. And LAX, I could see WWE really trying to, uh, you know, get them in the fold. Does, does Impact try to keep anybody ever? <laughs> It's a tough. It's a tough time for them. I, I hate to say it, but why would you want to stay with Impact right now when you got AEW going on, you know, national TV soon, and on Impact you're being seen by ten thousand people? Dude, that's for Impact to figure out. Yeah, that's the damn job is to keep talents. If if I'm a fan, well, I, I am not a fan watching because I don't watch. It. I have no idea when the I have no idea when the channels. And this is a company I used to work for, and eat, <laughs> sleep, and drink, and be very passionate about. Even once I left, I still followed like Magnus when he won the title, yeah. and, and Joe and AJ before they had left, um, and a lot of friends, not just friends, because the show was good still, I thought, to, to, to some degree, you know? Mm -hmm. And to be at this point where I don't even know what night they're on, if a fan asked me that, I couldn't even tell you. I don't even know what channel they're on. And it's not me cramping on them. It's just saying, like, what are you guys doing to do what you got to do to keep talent in that show? Again, if I'm a fan... Why am I going to tune into these talents that I know damn well a year from now are not going to be there? Yeah. Now, why would I emotionally invest in any of them? They're not going to be there a year or two from now. And especially like e even not the names you'd think, like just any anyone that gets a buzz, Scarlett Bordeaux, for instance, you know, any of them. They once they get a buzz, yeah, it's tough. But now they are uh, reportedly in talks with Access TV, um, and it seemed like they were getting close to getting a deal together. So, oh, so if they do, obviously that's a ton more exposure pursuit. You know, one week they aired the wrong episode one week they cut to a commercial and never came back with like 30 minutes left in the show. So um, it would be a huge improvement. Yeah. I mean, a lot of their talent still has day jobs or is doing like, are you shitting me? Well, yeah, no, they do. Some have multiple day jobs. You uh -huh. have to, I mean, they only run, you know, once a month or once every couple months they don't have live events their live events are partnered with other independent shows so yeah 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 it's tough i mean it's i don't know i don't know where they go <clears throat> from here uh but slammiversary last night got a lot of good notices online so a lot of people talking about is it true rhino made a secret appearance in yeah rhino rhino came in at the end of uh the uh, brian cage um uh, Michael Elgin match and Gord Michael Elgin. So that's a natural fit. Those two. He's still under contract to WWE for uh, a little while longer, isn't he? Well, he said he was, he said in the interview, he was under contract till the 17th, but I could not see impact using him until he got cleared. So, mm -hmm. and he wasn't a mask uh, and they did not mention his name. So I could, I could see oh, with his longevity with WWE, if he got permission mm -hmm. to do it, as long as they didn't use his name, or something like that, because I could, impact wouldn't yeah, risk a lawsuit. Right there. I think you're right, right there with what you said. Yeah. I think WWE wishes all the talents that leave would go to impact. Uh, <laughs> For sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. that's what the impact has to get right now is talent that won't go to AEW and that WWE doesn't want. And I mean, that's the only talent they can really get under contract right now. Or 
develop what you have and don't let them go once you start to develop them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cage, do not let that mother Fletcher go. Do whatever you got to do to keep him there. I don't care what it is. Yeah. I mean, Tessa Blanchard. Oh, is, don't you don't let Tessa, Tessa, Tessa go. Blanchard would be my number one, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. It's actually shocking to me that she ended up there. Uh, but I mean, I see where the yeah. upside for her is she's she's the women's division. She's the one everyone talks about. She doesn't sure. have to compete with the Charlottes of the world. She's a superstar. And I think she could compete with them for the record. I do mm -hmm. too. I'm shocked that the WWE didn't snap her up uh, when they had the chance. Talk about believability. I believe her. <laughs> yeah, she had a, a, a really, I thought it was a really good match with Sammy Callahan at Slammiversary last night. Uh, Sammy ended up winning. But I mean, it it looked like a believable match. You know, a lot of times the intergender matches just look kind of hokey, and they yeah. don't really go after each other. They did in this match, and it, it was believable. I thought Tessa looked great. Yeah, she's another one. She's another badass man. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, I think everyone is rooting for Impact to stick around uh, and, and do gotcha. better. It's just so um, get, better, get better and do what you got to do to keep talent there. Again, if I'm a fan, why am I going to stick around and emotionally invest in characters that are not going to be there? I mean, they've proven it since 2014. Go back. I'm yeah. being dead serious. Go back and prove me wrong. From 2014 on, watch for yourselves. Yeah. No, it's been a it's been a steady, you know, deflux you know, of talent. Um and it's heartbreaking. I loved that company. You don't even understand. Yeah. Even though they didn't never put you on a Slammiversary poster? I think it was on Slammiversary. Yeah, they, you were in the main events. Were you on one? I was looking at like 10 years of Slammiversary posters the other day. And maybe you were on the like roundup one, but yeah, I was surprised. I don't know. Yeah, I was surprised. But no, Matt, I know you've got a lot of pride in the company again. You were never in a video game as we established. Uh, so no, I think actually your TNA work, I'm actually surprised. Uh, yeah. That it doesn't get brought up more. And I still need to watch those family feuds. Did you see someone tweeted us the link of all of them? Mm -hmm. I'm very much looking forward to watching them. I, I got sidetracked with Friday night videos hosted by Macho Man. I mean Gene Okerlund. That's a hidden gem. I'm gonna I still I haven't gotten to watch the love line yet, but I'm gonna check that out. No, it is something else. Uh is there anything else to cover before we wrap it up here? I, I think we got it. Cool, man. Matt, yep. you got anything to plug? Nope. Talk to you guys on Twitter tonight and tomorrow, I'm sure. And Kevin Von Erich dropped that interview drops tomorrow. Uh, we also got D'Lo Brown this week. So uh, a oh, lot nice. of fun stuff. And yeah, we'll run through the Extreme Rules card uh, tomorrow night. Sounds good, guys. Uh, I'm Glenn Rubenstein. You can find me on Twitter at Glenn Rubenstein. And until next time, we will see you back here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care. <laughs>